I want to talk this morning about something that's been going on. And just uh, bear with me for a second as I get into this. How many know that in church, we, we have to address issues? Right, amen. amen. How, many, how many are glad that we can talk about everything and be open and, and address things that are going on in our world and not be afraid or too politically correct to talk about things that are going on? How many are glad you're in a church like that? That we're not basing our sermons or what we do on what's politically correct. We base our sermons on what the Bible says. Yeah. Amen. That's, that's something we need to be thankful for this morning. And uh, I, I, I was almost going to touch on this on uh, Wednesday, but obviously Spirit led me to do something different and wait till this morning. But I want to talk a little bit about uh, some stuff that's been going on in the news that most people, if you haven't been in a cave, have heard about or know about. And uh, please, as I get to going on this, be led by the Holy Spirit to listen. Amen. Amen. And not shut me off in the first five seconds. Okay. Because God's got something good for us. So if you've been watching the news at all, there's been something going on up in Missouri for a couple months, three months maybe. And if you've heard the name Ferguson, like I said, unless you've been in a cave, you had to have heard that. So I want to talk this morning about... Uh, the situation, not really into detail of what's going on over there, but we know there's been rioting, there's been uh, marching, there's been protesting, there's been a lot of stuff going on for months, the news has been there, and how many know the news love a good story? And uh, they don't usually put the good stuff up, but they'll go after that negative stuff all day long. How many know there's a whole lot of good stuff going on all the time that doesn't go to the news? Everybody understand that first and foremost? But we know that the, de the Bible says that the devil is the prince of the air. So he's in charge of those radio stations and TV stations and violence and sex and bad things sell. And they're good for the ratings. And so there's always going to be stuff put up that's going to bring negativity to our world, period. But as a church, we have a responsibility to talk about these things and to get under these issues and understand where we stand as believers. Amen? As believers. And so... Uh, if you didn't know about it, if you've been in a cave, amen, <laughs> a uh, young man of 18 years old was killed by a police officer, and then he was indicted uh, by a grand jury on Monday night, and that news went out, and it kind of put the final uh, gas on the fire and led to some more rioting and some more craziness, and uh, it escalated from there. And so I'm, I'm uh, really, to be honest with you, I, I have not personally <clears throat> got into this much. Knew it had happened, but knew that stuff like this, unfortunately, happens all the time, all around the world. So I hadn't really looked into it too much, this particular case. But at, at Monday night, uh, led by the Holy Spirit, I turned the news on and began to watch maybe about 10 or 11 o'clock when this was breaking. And they were indicting him. And uh, first of all, one of the things I can't understand, first and foremost, is why they would announce something like that at night. Pretty, pretty crazy to start off with, but anyways, they did, and I was glued to the TV for almost till about three o'clock in the morning, because I felt led to pray. I wasn't just sitting there watching, I was bothered in my spirit about the whole situation, and as I was there and I was watching, uh, I was praying uh, for that city, for all the people, uh, just whatever was going on, just whenever there's violence and craziness going on, all we can do is pray. Amen. Our hands are off of things. And so I began to pray and really got bothered in my spirit. And so 
I wanted to really address this this morning. I've got some good verses for you this morning if you've got your Bibles. I know you're open to Galatians, but if you're taking notes, please uh, write these verses down as I go through this because I want to start this off by saying that the world tries to make these things racial. And this particular thing was one color to another, and that's all good. But this, I want to say this right off the bat as I get into this message this morning. This is not a race issue. It is a sin issue. Amen. So if you're taking notes, just write that down. It's a sin issue. Amen. Romans 3.23 tells us that because it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Right. It didn't say that a certain race or a certain color or a certain people or a certain country have fallen short of the glory of God. He said all have fallen short of the glory of God. All means everybody. And so we start off this message this morning on level ground that we are all human beings. And I was telling my daughters this week, the worst race in the world, you know what it is? It's the human race. That's the worst race that exists, the human race. The human race is full of sin. And it's been that way since Genesis. But we live in a society still, unbelievably, in 2014 that wants to make everything more than what it is, and it always goes back to that it's a sin issue. I want you to understand that this morning. You, you, You need to understand as you're in this place, you need to thank the Lord for one, that we are a church like we are because we are a diverse church. We are, we are breaking down barriers in this place this morning in this city that we are embracing one another and we're not here one color or one race together and, and we, we, we come together like a melting pot. And, and you know what? I just want to show you something. Dylan, Robert, and Paul, if you just stand up real quick, just take a look at them real quick and you can tell they have different color skins, different sizes, different looks. They're different, different places. This is my counsel. This on purpose. Amen. Thank you, fellas. I appreciate them. I go to them when we talk about things. We, we go over things when it's necessary, when I need to f- seek some counsel on things. And we, we are on purpose. You see that we have in leadership, different colors, different sizes, different races on purpose. Because that's God's intention. That we would all come together into one place, under one roof, and be one. Amen. Because we're all sinners, all saved by grace. Praise God. So first and foremost, I want you to know that we do not agree with or believe in or tolerate racism in this place. Amen. We don't tolerate it. It's not of God. It's not of us. And so there's always going to be things in our life, though, that we realize, as we've talked many times before, that we are this morning a product of our environment and we are a product of how we were raised. And I've given the example many times before that as we're raised, we're raised either so, sort, of, sort of having some, some racial thoughts or, or, or none at all or, or a lot or a little, depending basically on a couple of things. One, where we were born and who we were born to. You have no choice who you were born to. You didn't have any say in that. Amen. And so the craziest thing is, is that we would make a a differentiation or make a difference between two people that had no control over where they were born in the first place or how they were born or who they were born to. So how can we even separate something starting there, knowing that God created all of us? And the best thing to do is to embrace, not separate, but embrace what God has made. And God did that on purpose, amen? Nobody was made by accident or, 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 or made from a different p- part of the world or a country in a certain way. We're all made by God 
under one roof, under one life. And again, let me say it again, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Let me give you a few more verses before I get to where I really want you to go to. So this morning, I want us to understand that by the time this starts and by the time this ends, that Ferguson or anything else is always going to be a sin issue. Okay? And so, look, 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 listen, don't go to this for now. Just write these down because I want you to stay in Galatians for a second. Romans 2, 10 and 11 says, But glory and honor and peace to everyone who works what is good, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now, if anybody doesn't know the Bible well, I'm going to break this down. I like to teach elementary. Jews are God's chosen people and Greeks or Gentiles are everybody else. So the entire world, regardless of what race you're from or what nation you were born in, comes under one of two places. You're either a Jew or you're a Gentile. You're either Jewish or you're not. Okay, so that's it. There's two types. And really now under God, there's not even two. There's one because there are brothers and sisters. Now we've been engrafted into them through Christ. Amen. But just looking at those two types, that's why he says to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Not that the Jew was better, but the Jew was first. For there is, verse 11, no partiality with God. For there is no partiality with God. That's what the Bible says. Amen. And and don't think that this situation hasn't existed all the way back. Just like we talked about with sexual sins. And we got to understand all these things we deal with today are not new. They've been going on forever. And we have to be a people who deal with these situations by the word of God. Not by what we were taught. You, you might have been raised in a home where certain people were looked down on or talked about or assumptions were made, but you were taught that, heard that in your house, and you have kind of grown up that way. And hey, that's something you can't handle, but now you have to handle how you handle it now. You couldn't do nothing as a grown-up child what your parents were saying or what your neighbors were saying or the area you were born in or which side of the track, so to speak, you were born on or, or you were born to a wealthy or to poor or whatever. See, it all comes, like I said, all comes back together. That's all stuff that happens in life, but we're all under the same roof as sinners. We've got to remember that. And he says, but, but no partiality is done by God. How many remember in the Bible in Acts 10... When Peter had a vision. How many can have read that before? If you haven't, I'll just break it down for a second. You can read Acts 10 later. But in the Bible, Peter is, is, is being a disciple of God. He's moving forth. He's, he's being used and God's speaking to him. And one day he is on a roof and he's praying. And all of a sudden he begins to have a vision. And in this vision, uh, he begins to see a blanket coming down from heaven with four corners. And it, 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 the, the, the word of the Lord says, rise, kill and eat. And it's, it's different kinds of animals. And Peter's looking up at this thing saying, man, I can't eat that because I, I don't eat pork. Looking at that in a, in a certain way, I don't do that. It's not what I do. And so as he does that, Jesus, God speaks to him in verses 14 and 15 and says, Peter, not so. Or sorry, Jesus, Peter says to God, not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. What do we call common or unclean today? And a voice spoke to him again the second time, and he said, What God has cleansed, you must not call common. What God has cleansed, you must not call common. Okay? 
Now think about this for a second. I just said there's two types of people. Here's another two types of people. One type of people is going to heaven and one type of people is going to hell. It has nothing to do with where you were born, what color your skin is, how poor or rich you are. It has to do with whether or not you're saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. And if you believe in Jesus Christ, you're going to heaven. If you reject Jesus, you're going to hell. It has nothing to do with anything else. Do you realize that this morning? Zero. Zilch. Nada. Nothing. It has to do with sin. I will go to heaven if I believe in Jesus. Then he believed that he forgave my sins. I will go to hell if I reject what Jesus did for me on the cross, period. We've got to understand that this morning. So here's what's something interesting that happens. Peter uh, finally says, okay, Lord, if you call that clean, then that's cool. And I, I imagine that after Peter began to eat pork, he began to like it. He said, man, where have I, where's this been my whole life? So he begins to eat and he begins to realize, he begins to go and preach, he begins to go and tell people, hey, we're all the same now. There's nobody better than anybody else. We're all one. He begins to break down racial barriers. And, and one day he's sitting there and he's around all these guys and he's eating a pork sandwich. Probably pulled pork. How many like pulled pork? Good stuff, man. And he's eating pulled pork with these guys. And they're hanging out and they're talking. They're having a good time. I don't know what, exactly what they're doing, but they're hanging out. And Paul shows up and he walks in. And, and as, or sorry, before he walks in, some other Jews come and they see Peter with these guys eating pork sandwiches. And Peter hides the sandwich behind his back. And then as he hides the sandwich behind his back, he kind of slowly just moves over away from the guys that he was hanging out with that were different than him and came over to his side and hid the pork sandwich. This is, I'm, I'm paraphrasing the story, of course, but I'm telling you the truth of the story, okay? So we can understand it. Um, I'm, he's acting a certain way when a certain people are around. <coughs> Amen? See, this is a hard issue. It was talked about in the offering. It was talked about in the prayer. It's a hard issue because how do I act when I'm with who, and how do I act with I'm with somebody else? You can say, listen, I'm not saying this to condemn you. I'm saying this to help you. You can say you're not racist and you don't have a prejudice against somebody until the cows come home. You can say that all you want, but are you? Do you? I don't know. Only you can answer that question. I can tell you, I do not want to be a person. I'm not telling you I'm perfect, but I do not want to be a person who acts different around certain people than I do other people because I love everybody and I want everybody to love me in God. Amen. And there's no difference. And we, actually, we can embrace the beauties. If you've seen in this church for very long, I love to have all of our nations come up at Missions Day. I love to embrace the, the, the cultures. I love to embrace the different things that we do and that we have and who we are because it's beautiful. If God made us different, he made us different on purpose. Amen. And you know what? You might have been, listen, let me make a clear statement. You might have been raised a certain color or a certain race and you might say in yourself or have said for a long time, I wish I'd have been born another one. And that's in any race. I wish I'd have been born somewhere else. I wish I'd have been born to a different family. Guess what? You don't have a choice. You are who you are. And God made you that way on purpose. And, and, and I want you to understand something as I move on in just a second to show you what Paul does here in a second. 
that we, a lot of times when something like this happens, and I'm going to break this down a little more, we begin to point fingers and we begin to say, man, those people, these people, those people, I'm using a situation, but regardless of what the situation is, we begin to say those people. Who are we to say those people? Let me, make, let me tell you something. There's a lot of good white people and there's a lot of bad white people. There's a lot of good black people and there's a lot of bad black people. There's a lot of good Hispanics and there's a lot of bad Hispanics. There's a lot of good Asians there's a lot of bad Asians. There's a lot of good cops there's a lot of bad cops. There's a lot of good a lot of bad. It has nothing to do with the race. It has to do with the person. And it's a sin issue if they're not doing good. Period. Say period. That's the truth. We can look at a group of people acting a certain way, but you know what? That's Ferguson. What about all the Asians, North Koreans, who are killing their own people in North Korea? Amen. What about Hitler killing his own people? They were the same color. Don't try to make it a color thing all the time. Hitler killed his own color. They were different, but they killed them. Genocide means within race. Amen. Look down at the border this morning. All the people, all the Hispanics killing each other in their own country at the border. Oh, y'all got quiet in here because I gave a few examples. My bad. It's the truth. We try to point at one thing or another. See, it all comes back to sin. I was in Costa Rica for 10 years. And it's a Costa Rican culture. There's, of course, different countries there. Nicaragua, Panama, some different countries. But it's a Latin culture. It's a Latin country. Mostly Hispanic there. And I, and I was in a place, listen, a lot of times this has to do uh, with a poverty mentality, not a color. Poverty mentality. Violence and lawlessness a lot of times has to do with the fact that I don't have and I need to get without being taught. It's ignorance. And I was in Costa Rica. You know where our churches were. They were in rough places, poor places. And I remember being there in the church one day. I had a Nissan Pathfinder, like a 93, 94, sitting in front of the church. And we had these glass doors, two glass doors that opened up into the church. And I'm sitting there and I get a call from somebody. I don't even remember who it was. And they said, Pastor, you better get out of there. There was only one way in for anybody that's been to that church. Only one way in, one way out. There wasn't two ways in or two ways out. So when hell began to break loose, I've seen things like Ferguson in Costa Rica. Right there where our church is. They 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 weren't the same race that this one's happening. Y'all follow me? This is down in Costa Rica. Happens everywhere. So this is going on. I get a call and they say, hey, you better get out of there. They're starting a riot. It was just a government thing. Wasn't a color thing. Wasn't a race thing. It was a government thing. Some was some government thing was being done. And every time a government thing would come up in Costa Rica, that was some law being put into place or whatever. All these people in Pavas, where our church was, that were poor and I shouldn't say a lot of people there, they would begin to riot. All these teenagers, they had nothing better to do, had no jobs, had nothing better to do. They begin to loot. They begin to set cars on fire. They begin to turn things over. They begin to throw rocks because they had nothing better to do. They were bored. They were looking for a cause. They began to do this crazy stuff. And one day I had to get in my Pathfinder and drive it into the church. I drove it into the church and shut the doors and we had a curtain and I pulled it down and I stayed in there for a couple hours while all hell was breaking loose out because I couldn't get out. 
The street coming in was, they were, the, 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 the police and the SWAT team were walking like this, and the rioters were walking backwards, throwing rocks at them, tear gas was going everywhere, cars were being flipped, buildings were being set on fire, guns were going off, and I'm in the building. Wow. Why do I say that? Because lawlessness and craziness and stupidity and ignorance is everywhere. And it's not a color or race issue, it's a sin issue. Somebody say amen again. Amen. So Peter's doing this little, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be cool with everybody, but now, somebody, now my people are coming, so I'm going to not be so cool thing, puts a sandwich behind his back, goes over with his people. Guess what Paul does? Go ahead, and if you want to look at this with me, I got you in Galatians. Look at Galatians chapter 2. Watch what Paul says. Now, how many know Peter was before Paul? Okay, Peter was on the scene long time before Paul was. Let me say that again. Peter was on the scene, this is very important, a long time before Paul was. So it doesn't matter how long you've been saved, how much head knowledge you have, you can still be rebuked by the word of God, by somebody who's been in the Lord less time, if they're doing what the Bible says, because right is right and wrong is wrong. Amen. Right is right, wrong is wrong. So Galatians 2, let me look at, let me get this open myself. He says in verse 6, but from those who seem to be something, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me. God shows personal favoritism to no man. For those who seem to be something added nothing to me. Now watch this. He says that statement, but go down to verse 11. This happens, what I told you about, with Peter hiding the sandwich behind his back and going over with his people. And he says in verse 11, Now when I, when Peter, sorry, had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face. Because why? He was wrong. Because he was to be blamed. Watch this. For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came... He withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. That's exactly what I just told you with the pork sandwich. And the rest of the Jews also played the what? Hypocrite with him. So that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. Amen. Be different. He wants to be somebody in front of certain people. When other people comes around, he wants to be something else. To me, there's nothing, listen, and I'm not saying anybody's perfect on this, but there's nothing worse than a hypocritical Christian. Amen? Amen. Amen. There's nothing worse than a two-faced Christian. If you, if you, listen, if you're going to be wrong and be this way, if you're going to be racist or you're going to be whatever, just be it all the time. But we shouldn't be that way. Because this is a sin issue. You know what Leviticus 19, 8, y'all still with me or y'all shut me out? No one shut me out, I hope. Leviticus 19, 18 says, You shall not take vengeance nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Then we know that Jesus comes and takes the Ten Commandments and makes them one. He says, You sum up all these commandments by one, that you would love your neighbor as you love yourself. How many know if people begin to live the golden rule a little bit, this world would be totally different? Totally different. If I would treat somebody else like I want them to treat me. Period. And listen, these kinds of messages, I know they're not a lot of times really going to bring the fruit we'd like them to see. But change begins with me. 
Change begins with us. We can make a difference in Denton, Texas. We can get on these subjects and talk to people about them. And as they begin to rant and rave about whatever side they're on and begin to talk about different things, we can bring it back. Excuse me. Microphone fell off. Hello. Oh, there it is. Just look at your neighbor and stop looking at me for a second. Just tell him hi. Say, how you doing? It's nothing more awkward than a bunch of people staring at you while you're fixing something. Since you're already staring, I'll take a drink of water. The devil's a liar. It wasn't his fault, but he's a liar. Racism is a work of the flesh, not of the spirit. No one should be favored or discriminated against because of their nationality or skin color because God is no respecter of persons. It is a sin. Go to James chapter 2 if you would. It is a sin. Listen to this statement, James 2. We're going to read that in a second. It is a sin to mistreat or disrespect someone because of their nationality, disability, weakness, poverty, or the color of their skin. Every human being is validated in God's eyes the moment they're conceived in the womb. Every human being, amen? And every human being is created in the image of God. If you try to make it different than that, you don't believe the same Bible we're reading. You can't. Because listen, you know what one of the greatest racial things that's ever happened in the world is? Abortion. Huge. Millions of babies who are killed. You, you, well, that's racist. Yeah, it's racism because you're, you're killing a baby because you don't want it. And listen, I'm not trying to touch a touchy subject there, but hey, abortion's racism. Because you're, 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 you're looking at a weakness, maybe of your own, a disability. How many babies get killed because the parents find out that they're disabled? God forbid it happens. This baby's not going to, doctors are telling this baby's not going to make it. This baby's not going to, you know, be any good. Ben Jones, Pastor Jones' son, was somebody they told before he was ever born. Before he was ever born, he'll never talk, he'll never walk, he'll never do all these things. Then when he was born, he'll never talk, he'll never marry, he'll never drive. That's favoritism. That's, That's looking at a disability, a weakness, a situation and saying, well, I'm partial to that. God called us to love everybody. And there's some difficult situations. Amen. I'm not saying there's not. James chapter 2. Stay with me just for a couple more minutes. Say amen if you're there. James chapter 2. Let me see what verse I want to look at. Let me get there because I think I chopped one off here. James chapter 2. My brethren, verse 1, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. Let me read that again. My brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. For, watch this, if there should come into your assembly a man with gold rings, fine apparel, and there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes, and say to him, sit here in a good place, and say to the poor man, stand there, or sit here at my footstool, have you not shown partiality among yourselves, and become judges with evil thoughts? 
So before we read on for a second, let me break something down to you. Racism is not just, or partiality is not just a color thing. It's any time you put somebody below you or separate them as different than you. We are called, listen, there's a whole lot of issues and a whole lot of things that are wrong. We know that. I've talked about them the last few months. Things we do not agree with, but we still love the sinner, just like God does. We hate the sin, but love the sinner. Amen. And we cannot change that, period. We're called to love the sinner. Period. Because, listen, those people can come out of it. How many of you might have been that person in your own family because of your drug addiction or your anger or your violence or your filthiness or whatever it was in your own family you might have been looked down on. But thank God Jesus died for you too while you were a sinner. And he saved you where you were at. And he brought you out of that garbage and brought you out of that lifestyle. Why would we not believe that anybody can change? It doesn't mean we're not going to tell them sin is sin. Because this issue comes down to sin. Don't make it something else. Don't, don't, don't try to make it something it's not. Bring it back to the root. Right? The only way you can tru- root, truly, 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 root, uh, yes, truly treat a situation is the root. Tongue tied. Let's pick up in verse 5. Listen, my beloved brethren, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Do not the rich oppress you and drag you into the courts? Do they not blaspheme the noble name by which you are called? If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You do well, but if you, watch this, but if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. But how many know we're preaching the good news this morning? This is, there's good news this morning. Amen. That might be convicting or will be convicting to every one of us because not a person in here is unguilty of partiality. But watch what 13 says, for judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Let me read that again. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy, but mercy triumphs over judgment. How many are thankful for the mercy of God this morning? Amen. The powerful mercy of God. There is nothing better. What What did God say in Psalms? I love it when my brethren dwell together in unity. It's easy easy to dwell together, watch this, with people you like. People you get along with. People you like the same music, you like the same food, you like the same things. It's easy to do that, but God calls us to embrace one another and to go outside of our comfort zone and listen, you know what you should do? You should go find somebody that you've never hung out with before and say, let's go get something to eat together. Let's get to know each other. Let's find out. You might be amazed at how much they love God. You might be amazed that you might learn something from them. You might be amazed that they they prick you in your heart and challenge your faith because you don't even know who they are or what they're about because you've never had a conversation with them yet but God wants us to get together and he wants us to become one he wants us to be one family amen one church one body under the same roof serving the same God there is no difference and listen if there is a difference in us it we embrace it as good 
If we didn't have Mexican food, can you imagine? Do I have any Mexican food lovers in here? whole bunch of people like Mexican food, right? What would we call it if it wasn't for Mexico? Oh, man, don't you love that food, this tortilla and beans? And then we'd have to give the whole description, right? We just say Mexican food. Chinese food, all kinds. We embrace these things. We thank God that everybody doesn't cook the same. Thank God. Food would get old. Food would get boring. Life would be boring if we all listened to the same kind of music, the same beat. Embrace one another's things. We all have things we like more than other people like. I like this more than this. I like that, but I embrace it. I say, hey, we'll listen to it together. If it glorifies God. Amen. Embrace those differences. Don't make them different. Embrace them as, wow, that's neat. You guys do that in your culture? Cool. If it's not sin, it's not wrong. If it's not sin, it's not wrong. It's something God gave you to be different. Let me close up to this morning. Let me give you one more verse, then I want to read something. Proverbs 22, 2. As a matter of fact, there was tons of verses in Proverbs. I can tell you that on this subject, I could do many more messages, many more verses. But Proverbs 22, 2 says, the rich and the poor have a common bond. The Lord is the maker of them all. If we don't understand this morning that we are all part of the stinky human race, then we're never going to understand that we're all part of the same glorious kingdom of God can't have one without the other. Amen? You have to know what you come from this morning. You have to know who you were before you met Jesus. Amen. Now, can I close as the musicians come this morning by reading something to you? How many will allow me to? All right. Two amens is all I need. Go ahead and close your Bibles up. Don't close your minds up, though. As I was watching this Monday and was bothered in my spirit. Why was I bothered? First of all, because I'm a child of God. And I hate to see people hurt. I hate to see violence. I hate to see lawlessness. As I was bothered in my spirit about this and was um, thinking about it and praying about it, I was trying to say, God, what? I need to talk to my daughters about this. I, I need to have a, gri- a grasp on this and a grip. And I, I felt it in my spirit. I said, Lord. And so I talked to my daughters about this, I think Wednesday or Thursday, and just mentioned the whole thing and how I watched it. And I t- taught them some things. Because it's just not God. It's just not God to be partial or racist. And at the end of the day, you know, I can't see inside your heart. I can't see inside your mind. You might be shaking your head on the outside and saying, this guy is speaking nothing but stupidity on the inside. I don't know what you're thinking. But at the end of the day, I want to be right with God. And I want to love everybody. And I thank God. I thank God for parents that didn't teach me any different. I thank God for that. You might have come up in a different way. Either side. Even it's funny, we try to make it either side. There's more than two sides to this fence. It's a whole bunch. But if you were raised in a family that 
taught you one a different way, you, need, you personally need to say, Lord, I need help with this. I don't want to be this way. I want to look at a person and see the sin in their life or see the grace in their life and the mercy in their life, not anything else. And not do as we say stereotype because we're good at that. How many have understood, I hope, for this, just what I've said so far, it's a sin issue. It's sin. Anything that's not godly or not right is sin, period. Period. And, I, you know, I've given this example many times before. You could have, we have it right now. If you were to go back to our nursery, and those ladies that do such a great job working and see it all the time, those kids play together back there and don't even know they're different. They don't even know. And you say, well, they're not. Yeah, they're different. They're different colors of skin. They're different sizes. They're covered different places. Don't embrace the difference. Don't, don't say we're not. We're all, we are different. Even inside the color, we're different. Or even inside the race, we're different. We are different. Embrace the difference. But don't make it different. Because those kids are going to grow up like they are right now, never thinking about anything different than the kids they're playing with till somebody says, don't play with that kid. And when they say that, they will say to their parents, why? They will not be, oh yeah, I've been waiting for you to tell me that for months, dad, thanks. I really didn't want to play with them. What? I, thank you. They're going to say, why? And you're going to say, because, and from right there, racism's in their heart. Because racism is taught. You're not born racist. You're taught racism. It's taught. Taught to be different. Taught to be separated. That's why we embrace and we say we're all one and we love the different shapes, sizes, colors, nationalities, foods, differences, things we do. But I, I was reading something this week, and bear with me on this, and please pay attention. How many have ever had a thought and had somebody else write it out for you? And you go, thank God. That's exactly what I wanted to say. Well, there was a guy this week. Some of y'all might have saw it already, but listen to it again. I don't even know anything about the guy other than the, other than the fact that he plays in the NFL, and he's African-American. And he wrote something so powerful. He wrote exactly the way I felt. Let me read this to you from Benjamin Watson. He plays for the New Orleans Saints. Y'all still listening? Don't shut me off. He says, at some point while I was playing or preparing to play Monday night football, the news broke out about the Ferguson decision. After trying to figure out how I felt, I decided to write it down. Here are my thoughts. I'm angry because the stories of injustice that have been passed down for generations seem to be continuing before our eyes. I'm frustrated because pop culture, music, and movies glorify these types of police-citizen altercations and promote an invincible attitude that continues to get young men killed in real life, watch this, away from safety movie sets and music studios. I'm fearful because in the back of my mind, I know that although I'm a law-abiding citizen, I could still be looked upon as a threat to those who don't know me. So I'll continue to have to go the extra mile to earn the benefit of the doubt. I'm embarrassed because the looting, violent protests, and law-breaking only confirm in the minds of many, validate the stereotypes and thus the inferior treatment. I'm sad because another young life was lost from his family the racial divide is widened and the community is in shambles 
accusations, insensitivity, hurt, and hatred are boiling over, and we may never know the truth about what happened that day. I'm sympathetic because I wasn't there, so I don't know exactly what happened. Get that in your minds. Maybe Darren Wilson in any other act, period. Maybe Darren Wilson acted within his rights as a duty as an officer of the law and killed Michael Brown in self-defense like any of us would have in the circumstance. Now he has to fear the backlash against himself and his loved ones when he was only doing his job. What a horrible thing to endure. Or maybe he provoked Michael and ignited the series of events that led him to eventually murdering the young man to prove a point. I'm offended because of the insulting comments I've seen that are not only insensitive, but dismissive to the painful experience of others. I'm confused because I don't know why it's so hard to obey a policeman. You will not win. I don't know why some policemen abuse their power. Power is a responsibility, not a weapon to brandish and lord over the populace. I'm introspective because sometimes I want to take our side without looking at the facts in situations like these. Sometimes I feel like it's us against them. Sometimes I'm just as prejudiced as people I point fingers at. And that's not right. How can I look at white skin and make assumptions but not want assumptions made about me? That's not right. I'm hopeless because I've lived long enough to expect things like this to continue to happen. I'm not surprised at some point my little children are going to inherit the weight of being a minority and all that it entails. I'm hopeful because I know that while we still have race issues in America, we enjoy a much different normal than those of our parents and grandparents. I see it in my personal relationship with teammates, friends, and mentors, and it's a beautiful thing. And he finally finishes it with this, I'm encouraged. Because ultimately, the problem is not a skin problem. It's a sin problem. Sin is the reason, watch this, sin is the reason we rebel against authority. Sin is the reason we abuse our authority. Sin is the reason we are racist, prejudiced, and lie to cover up for our own. Sin is the reason we riot, loot, and burn. But I'm encouraged because God has provided a solution for sin through His Son, Jesus. And with it, a transformed heart and mind, one that's capable of looking past the outward and seeing what's truly important in every human being. The cure for Michael Brown, Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, Eric Gardner, and you can put on all the names of any race, tragedies, is not education or exposure, it's the gospel. So finally, I'm encouraged because the gospel gives mankind hope. How many are thankful for the gospel? Amen. And that's the gospel truth. That's the gospel truth. I think because, see, that whole entire thing was from both sides. You don't take a side. You look at it and you say the bottom line is it's sin. Period. 